welcome to the latest edition of the Views from the Wings podcast. And, you know, in two days we got the draft coming up. And, you know, it's kind of everybody's trying to pinpoint what the Eagles are going to do. And it's just they could go corner. They could go wide receiver. They could, could go cornerback. Defensive end, which is a very unpopular pick. But there's also a chance of them trading up in the first round. So it's kind of like everybody's on edge on what the Eagles are going to do. And I just – I'm just waiting for draft day for the draft week to the next two days to come because I'm just like want to see how the board plays out and where each player goes before the Eagles pick number twelve. Yeah, um, there's a, there's a lot of ways the Eagles can go, and I've seen uh, reports that they're going to take just about every different position other than maybe you know safety, but it yeah. seems like every position has been mocked to the Eagles um, in, in round one. And uh, it's it's tough to say where they're going to go. Um, uh, I'm still leaning towards if one of those top four wide receivers – I mean, I'm sorry, top four slash wide receiver slash cornerbacks that we were talking about earlier, J.C. Horn, Sertain, Smith, or Waddle. I still think if one of those four guys are on the board, that's their guy. But if, if those are gone, that's when you start getting into, you know, it could be offensive line. It could even be like a quitty pay, which would not be uh, – my top pick, definitely. Uh, yeah. The, I don't know. It's it's tough. I've even seen, you know, Elijah, um, I can't even remember his name, Barrett Tucker, I think, uh, from USC. Yeah. Guard tackle, he's been talked about there. So there's just a lot of different possibilities that, that they could go. And they even, obviously, the report that they could be trading up, um, which if they're trading up, almost certainly would be for a quarterback. So, um there's also that to consider, but uh, I know that's not a something that most Eagles fans believe is even a possibility. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and it's just people are just anxious because you don't know what how how Howie Roseman is going to do. He's very he'll draft somebody that you wouldn't expect, and sometimes he'll draft somebody who you do expect. And just you don't know what who with which player that is going to be. And it's very, you know, frustrating to to have him as a GM for so many years and he still isn't able to make make picks that are good enough. And it's just, could this be his last draft? We don't know. Like, if he goes out and drafts, like, somebody that the Eagles fans are not expecting, that could be the nail in the coffin for him. So it's a very important draft coming up for him as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of eyes on him, and we talked about his uh, survivability. That is how he goes. This this is a huge draft, and if he you know if he fails here, this could be one that looks that they look back on and as a reason why he was fired, a big reason why he was fired. Yeah, and you know I did my own you know Eagles mock draft. I'm pretty sure you did one as well, or did you do like league wide or just the Eagles one? Just the Eagles. Um, I use FanSpeak. This was probably okay. two weeks ago, so okay. uh, the rankings may be a little off. Um, you know the the draft values. I don't I don't know which one to use really so much. Whether it's the yeah. draft or FanSpeak because they they vary so much as far as like players that are available, like when they really shouldn't be available, and players that go crazy high compared to where they should go. But um, yeah. yeah, I did do one on FanSpeak for Eagles only. Yeah, I did mine on a, I think it's um, PFF mock draft. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go over the people who I drafted, and then you can go, and then we'll 
you know, analyzed each other's. So with the 12th, with the Eagles' first pick, I took uh, J.C. Horn, then Terrace Marshall Jr., then Jameen Davis at linebacker, Ardarius Washington at safety, Ramondre Stevenson at um, halfback, um, Diamador Lenore at cornerback, Josh Imaterbebe at wide receiver, Shane Bouchelle at quarterback, Nashawn Wright at cornerback, Tuff Borland at linebacker, and then TJ Vasher at wide receiver. And the only the only two bad picks that Pro Football Focus or PFF they graded was the Jameen Davis at linebacker and Ardarius Washington at safety. Both of them, they gave both of them a C plus. All the other picks were A minuses, and the overall grade I was given was a B plus. So. You go. Yeah, yeah. I like those picks, and we kind of actually attacked the same positions. It seemed like the corner, wide receiver, <clears throat> and linebacker position, um, and, and got a running back in there as well. So uh, mine actually exact top pick, J.C. Horn. He was there at 12, um, and it's, it was tough, you know, to pick any other position because after him, it, you know, it, the guys available was like Caleb Farley, Kadarius Tony, you know, those type of quitty pay. So I, th- I really like J.C. Horn at 12. I think that's probably, if I had to pick a position and a player that the Eagles are going to go, that's probably probably the one I would bet most on. Um, second round, I was able to get Creed Humphrey, um, uh, center from Oklahoma. Um, and it's a little bit of a not really a need for the Eagles, but I do see Jason Kelsey. You know, he's getting older. Yeah. Replacement in Creed Humphrey's available in the second. I think the Eagles definitely. He, he kind of fits that mold. Extremely athletic center that, you know, J- that Jason Kelsey is. Um, three went with Xavier Collins, uh, linebacker from Tulsa. Okay. Um, round three again doubled up with uh, our the double the second pick in round three with Javonta Williams out of North okay. Carolina. I think he probably goes earlier than this, but the fact if I mean if he's there mid, mid round three that would be an insane value. And then round four uh, finally went wide receiver Elijah Moore. Now this one I doubt Elijah Moore is going to last till round four. That seems really unlikely. Pick one twenty three. But he was there, so I knew I needed a wide receiver. And that's kind of where I've had issues with with these mock drafts is getting a wide receiver, a corner, and a linebacker, all three in those first, like, top five pick, or top five picks or so. Yeah. so <laughs> but uh, uh, we went safety in round five, uh, Talona Hupa-Anga Hupa uh, out of USC. Okay. Six-round edge, Patrick Johnson out of Tulane. Yeah. Sixth round again, Landon Collins – or I'm sorry, <laughs> Landon Young, offensive tackle, Kentucky. Okay. Uh, Darren Hall, San Diego State, round six, cornerback. Um, and then round seven went quarterback, Ian Book from Notre Dame. And then linebacker again, Justin Hilliard out of Ohio State. Yeah, and I just think – I think most people are expecting the Eagles to either go with the first two picks, either go cornerback, wide receiver, or wide receiver, cornerback. And I just went – you know, J.C. Horn was available at 12. Like, he was there, and then I decided to go with Terrence Marshall because he's just – he's one of those, like, he's a guy – him and Rashad Bateman are guys who are really flying under the radar. Yep. And then I just <laughs> – with the third pick that I did with Jameen Davis, that was – I was just looking for a linebacker. And then right. I think one of – to me, one of my most interesting picks was uh, Shane Bouchelle. I just think – I think he's going to be – he'll be one of those maybe – one of those sneaky good quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, 
Uh, first, I think he'll start out like as a backup, and you know the Eagles, they they're most likely going to draft a quarterback in the late rounds because they only have two on the roster. So having three would probably be the best. And who knows if they do draft Shane Bouchelle, they might just throw him into a quarterback competition with Joe Flacco and Jalen Hurts. So, right. I kind of like your Ian Book pick. I didn't. I don't. I didn't mm-hmm. know, think he was there. With the at pick number two twenty four, but he's uh, mm-hmm. he's an intriguing po- prospect as well at the quarterback position. Yeah, and he's he's another one. Like I said, when I was talking about these values of of, of these draft charts, I, I a lot of these are like probably unrealistic as far as what I think a lot of those guys are going to go earlier. But there's also guys I think that um, got taken earlier that that wouldn't have gone there. So it's kind of you, you never know where they're going to go. But um, yeah, I I think Ian Book. In day three, if you can get him anywhere day three, I think that would be a solid, you know, de- developmental guy, or at least just a guy like, you know, this this uh, this Nick Sirianni's like type of Nate Sudfield player, you know, guy that they bring in late round and try to develop. But um, I will say with your with your J.C. Horn, Terrence Marshall, that is probably my ideal scenario in round one. Um, yeah. I think Terrence Marshall is, is super slept on. He's and if you look at this class of wide receivers, it's what they lack is not talent, but they lack size. The, the biggest guys are, you know, Terrence Marshall and um, I'm forgetting his name now. There's another bigger wide receiver that kind of fits that mold. But um, Bateman? No, Bateman's still in like six foot. I'm talking about the, the bigger six two, six three type of wide I can't remember his name. I'm, I'm spacing it. But anyway, my, my point is there isn't a whole lot of guys that are, you know, that fit that that type of mold, and I think Terrence Marshall, he's got the he's got the production, he's got the the athleticism, and I think he's got the build. And I think Rashad Bateman and both Terrence Marshall would be massive at 37. I think that I think Bateman's going to go probably before that. Um, yeah. I think I think you're going to see obviously the the top three go, and then I think you know once we get into there, I, the late round is going. I think you're going to see Rashad Bateman go late first round. Um, Kadarius Tony is going to go in there, obviously too. And I think Terrence Marshall is probably going to be the odd one out whenever it comes to those wide receivers in the first round. So I think he is very likely to be there at 37. And if he is, and you went corner first round, getting Terrence Marshall is a huge win if you're getting if you're getting J.C. Horn as well. Yeah, mind you, this is the draft that I did. It was just all the Eagles current picks. I didn't do – I tried to trade up and get more picks, but it was kind of like the, the CPU was a little bit stingy in that, not letting me like get a – couple more picks but yeah I just think it's it's looking destined that the Eagles are either going to go cornerback round one or wide receiver one round one and then vice versa in round two so you know they have a lot of options available to them and it's going to be key to see if Harry Roseman is able to hit on these picks I know I've been keep on saying it but his track record with drafting guys haven't been you know it hasn't been it hasn't been good and it's mostly bad with good so i'm just Mm -hmm. i'm just praying he does the right thing but i'm just like i have no trust in him making the right decisions at all well it's it's hard to have trust in him but i i think pick it at this spot as long as the board falls um in a in a good way for the eagles it's going to be tough to mess up this pick, but at the same time, you know, you could have that scenario where Sertain, Horn, 
Waddle Smith are all foregone, um, and, and you're kind of stuck with your choice of, you know, Quiddy Pay or um, Bear Tucker or even the, you know, Barrymore or just any any of those, Dare Shaw, any of those guys in there. Um, I'm just afraid of that scenario where all those guys go and then you're kind of sitting there and you're, and you're having to pick either an offensive tackle or defensive end or, or even stuck where you might have to trade back. Um, I, I don't think they trade back at all, but I'm, I'm worried at the possibility where that might be their best move if some of those top guys are gone. Um, so I, the, one, the last thing I want is, is Roseman to reach on a Bear Tucker at 12 or and even Quiddy Payne. I know that there's there's been some smoke about him very recently um, about how the Eagles are. They, he's like a Brandon Graham clone, um, and they both went to Michigan, so they're probably drawing parallels there. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see – I don't see it at 12 for him. Um, and I, I'm not the best at evaluating edge rushers, I, I don't think, for myself. Because um, there's a lot of guys that I thought would be great that weren't like Carl Lawson and Noah Spence, those those type of rushers. I thought they were going to be great, and they didn't end up being. And then there's certain rushers I thought – you know, I thought Jadavian Clowney, which I think everyone thought that too, but he never – he didn't really turn out. So maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see Quiddy Pay as a 12th overall player. I see him as more as – you know, in, in the teens, in, in the early 20s type player. And even Brandon Graham, I know he's he's an Eagles legend. He's probably an Eagles Hall of Famer. But yeah. if you look at his production based on where he was picked at, and I know sacks aren't end-all, be-all, and I know that. And I know he's had a lot of pressures and hits. But, I mean, he's not he's not been, you know, a, a consistent 10-sack-a-year guy. I don't think he's ever hit 10 sacks. I, I think he's career highs like nine and a half. So, I know – sacks are overplayed and stuff you know there's only so much you can put into that but at the same time if you're looking for a Brandon Graham clone I think Brandon Graham was a a bit of an overachiever um because I mean he he's a smaller guy he's a smaller defensive end he didn't have long arms he wasn't like a, an extremely freak athlete so I when I look at a Brandon Graham clone I'm not sure why that's the guy you're trying to mold after um and because I think while most of what made Brandon Graham great was just Brandon Graham being uh, an incredible individual, and you can't you can't expect Quiddy Pay to be you know as as locked in as Brandon because I mean Brandon Graham's motor is unquestioned, and yeah. his commitment to the Eagles is unquestioned. And I think that if you're trying to find that player in the draft, it's going to be really tough because Brandon Graham's don't grow on trees. You know, what I mean they, they, those type of players don't come around very often, and he's been able to make up for his you know, maybe even talent deficiencies, definitely his size and athleticism deficiencies just because of, you know, his mindset and how skilled he is. But um, not to, to kind of stop the rant on Quiddy Pay, but <laughs> I don't really – that is one of the picks I think I would be most, uh, most upset with, and it would be very unsurprising for them to take him. I think that that's the type of pick that would be – it screams Howie Roseman, taking that edge rusher, you know, that no one really has their eye on. Yeah, and, you know, just putting a ball on it, yeah, this draft is, we have a lot of picks in this draft. Like, we could either trade down or trade back up in the top, top, um, top 10. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. And, you know, the Eagles, they had a press conference on, I think it was Wednesday, and, you know, do you, I think it was Jeffrey Lurie. Did you see the press conference? I didn't see it, but I didn't watch it. I I just saw the reaction and kind of read about it. But I didn't yeah, watch. I think that 
I think the press conference was with Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, and Nick Sirianni. I'm not too sure about that, but there's a lot of – one thing I took away from that press conference is that, you know, the Eagles, they had a chance to commit to Jalen Hurts, name him QB1, name him the starter for week one, and, you know, they didn't do that, and that just speaks – that speaks volumes a lot because it seems like they're not they're not truly sold on him and I just think you can't you can't rule rule out a possibility of them moving up in the draft if one of those quarterbacks fall like if Justin Field falls to like the eighth pick I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles traded up and to the eighth pick and drafted Justin Fields like I think he's a much better. He's a much better prospect than quarterback prospect and quarterback than Jalen Hurts, and yeah, I just well, and people the, that's the thing you're 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 right. People are trying to dismiss the notion that it's even possible that they would take a quarterback, and it's crazy because given the op, they've been given every opportunity to commit to Jalen Hurts, and they've they've been wishy washy about it, and. I know people will say, well, what's the point in committing to Jalen Hurts in, you know, April or whatever? And what, what's the point in doing it in the spring? And this could also be a, you know, a smokescreen for other teams. But my thing is <laughs> these same people want to want to believe every single thing that – every single report that Chris Mortensen came out with about Carson Wentz, yeah. about how, you know, how he was demanding – you know, how he wanted out and how the relationship was fractured. They took that completely as gospel. But – for some reason, when Chris Mortensen comes out on ESPN and says the Eagles are 100% moving forward with Jalen Hurts, they are sold on him, and they want to build around him. When he goes on national TV and says that, now it's, oh, well, that's a smoke. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's, that's truth. That's exactly what the Eagles believe. Because whenever that report came out, that's what everyone said. Everyone said, you know, well, look, look, look at this. This means the Eagles are all in on Jalen Hurts. They obviously wouldn't get that, you know, Chris Mortensen wouldn't come out and say that stuff without without knowing what he knows. But at the same time, now we're supposed to believe that it's a smokescreen whenever they don't commit to him. So that's what I don't understand. I understand why they would come out and commit to Jalen Hurts, tell Chris Mortensen, hey, put it out, put the word out, we want Jalen Hurts. We want to we want to build around him. Why would they tell Chris Mortensen that and, and have him run with it if they were going to turn around and not commit to Jalen Hurts at, at the press conference? So that's why I I want to I want to point out that type of disconnect there because it seems like you you want to believe what you what you want to believe you either you want to be, you all, you want to believe Chris Mortensen was telling the truth they obviously want Jalen Hurts but you also want to believe well it's a smokescreen when the coaching staff doesn't commit to him so I I, I don't know I, I I don't understand why I don't understand why the Eagles would try to put it out in the league that they are committing to Jalen Hurts like they did with Chris Mortensen and then turn around and not commit to him. If, if in, the only reason I could, I could see them doing that is if they were not sold at the position and they want to create all these mixed messages and smoke signals and try, say one thing and then say another. I think that they want people to not know what they're doing. And I think people are trying to use everything they can to try to say, well, this is a reason why they're committed to Jalen Hurts. When nobody knows anything. You're absolutely right. If Justin Fields falls to eight, there is a huge possibility the Eagles trade up and try to take him. And, and they would be crazy not to because Justin Fields is, is a crazy prospect. And I, I know that, you know, he, he is just a prospect and prospects fail. But whenever you have a chance to take that type of quarterback, you have to do it because hindsight would, would kill you in that, you know. 
imagine three years down the line, Justin Fields is, a, is an all pro quarterback. Jalen Hurts is, is not even on the Eagles. And then you let you had, and you had the opportunity to trade up for. Him. So I, I think that quarterback is, is a special position where if you do your due diligence on a guy and you are in love with him, you kind of have to take him if he's there. Where I think at another position, you can kind of weigh the pros and cons. Well, you know, I love this wide receiver, but I also love this corner. And you can kind of see who you need and who you don't need. But at quarterback, you have one, either, you either have one or you don't. And we don't have one right now. As much as people want to believe we have one, we just don't. We don't know yet. We don't know what Jalen Hurts will be. So I think whenever you take a Justin Fields, it gives you optionality. It lets you have both of these quarterbacks. And if Justin Fields is a bust, Go ahead and, or maybe Justin Fields doesn't work out all that well. Go ahead and trade him for like you know a second or third a couple years later, because that means Jalen Hurts obviously worked out, and you're and you're fine either way. And I know that that would be worst case scenario, but best case scenario, you trade up Justin Fields. He's an he's a superstar. J, J, Jalen Hurts shows in year one that I mean in his second year that he's also pretty good too. And then you've got a Jalen Hurts you can trade, you know, and then you can turn him into a first round pick and and have Justin Fields who's an All Pro quarterback. So there's all these different scenarios that can happen, but you don't let none of these scenarios can happen if you let a Justin Fields you know slip through your fingers or just not or not trade up to try to get him. Yeah, and that got into it with with Tom on Sunday night, saying he said he re- responded to somebody saying we traded back six spots already. Why is it so hard to ignore? And I said. Why are you so sure the Eagles are out on quarterback? He said they traded backwards. So I, I'll just read the whole conversation. I said, wait, I'm confused. Did the actually, did the Eagles actually say that? I said the Eagles. He said the Eagles signed Joe Flacco, and traded from six overall in the draft back to twelfth overall in the draft. If that means they're out on, if that means that they're out on QBs, even if the one they like a lot ends up becoming available at the back end of the. Top ten pick. Eagles easily could have announced Hurts to start and ended all this speculation, but didn't. Dude, they, he said, dude, they traded back behind teams that needed needed need QB. If they loved the loved the QB, they pursued him, try, not tried to chance it. So then, why didn't the Eagles commit to Hurts, even if they didn't? They don't get a quarterback in the first round. I believe they'll draft one in the later rounds. And then he ended up saying, yes, of course they'll draft one in. In later rounds, they preach competition because they because they should publicly. The competition is set up with Hurts as a heavy favorite to win. Flacco in a fourth to sixth round pick will be the other two quarterbacks. So he's banging on the fact that Jalen Hurts is the absolute starter. And I don't know how to tell him this, but he might be listening. He might be listening to a recorded podcast. Bro, Eagles... I don't know what to tell you. The Eagles haven't committed to Jalen Hurts as a starter, and if you think he's a starter, then all power to you. I just, I'm not, I'm just not gonna believe all the reports coming out saying that Jalen Hurts is a starter from people who are not obviously plugged into the Eagles situation. Yeah. Um, well, I think with his situation, he just, um, he he wants to jump back on on the bandwagon, and he jumped on the Carson Wentz bandwagon hard, and. You know, and it didn't work out for him. And now I think he wants to just kind of jump on the next one where it's like, man, you just kind of got to take a step back and, and, and just wait, wait and see, wait and see what happens with these quarterbacks. So we don't know. We, I mean, the fact that we are completely, you know, that, that it's a, it's a impossibility that the Eagles could move up for a quarterback is crazy to me. It's not, it's the farthest thing from impossible. I mean, it's, it's, 
it's on the table. And yes, they, they traded back. They traded back because they got an extra first round pick and they are going to be able to trade back up into the top 10 without giving up a first round pick. So if you're Howie Roseman and you're sitting there at six and you think, well, if Justin Fields falls to eight, I could trade back up and still get him. You know, who knows what kind of talks he's having with other teams. He could have a deal already in place with the Panthers. Hey, if Justin Fields falls to eight, we want to trade up with you. Give us the first call. You have no idea what, what kind of back channeling is going on. So I think Howie Roseman is, is really smart when it comes to trades, um, and I get on him a lot. But I think he is really smart at, at valuing trades and, and really sussing out what he can get and what he can't get. Um, and I just I just think that, yeah, if the Eagles were really sold on a quarterback, they absolutely had to have one. They probably wouldn't wouldn't have traded back. I understand that logic. But at the same time, they are probably also like, well, we could go with Jalen Hurts. That's not the end of the world. But if one of those guys happened to fall, we want to take them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> because when you're sitting at six and – you are almost certainly going to get a chance at a Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Mac Jones. One of those three guys is almost certainly going to be available for you at six. And I think Howie Roseman probably knew that. So to him, he's probably thinking, well, I have all these other, I have these two corners that I love. I have these two wide receivers that I love. I have this edge rusher that I love. I have all these players that I would 100% take. Well, let's see if I can trade back a little bit. And then if I need to, I can trade up for any of those players or one of the quarterbacks that falls. So, I just think that the Eagles, I mean, I'm sorry, the Eagles fans saw how the Eagles handled the the quarterback um, situation in 2016 where they traded up twice. They had to get Carson Wentz. They knew that they were going to grab a quarterback. And they're saying, well, the Eagles aren't doing that this time around. So obviously they're not in love with the quarterback. And I just think that's silly because the Eagles are in a different situation than they were those back in 2016. You know, they, they had a Sam Bradford on their team who was extremely uninspiring. You know, he was not good at, he's just not a good quarterback where instead you've got a Jalen Hurts who, who who is an electric type player who has got a shitload of potential where you're not in that same situation where you have to go mortgage your entire future to go get a quarterback instead they're in a position where they can wait and see they can they can see if they can trade up to eight and grab that quarterback or they can sit where they're at so I think they're just playing it very slow and and People are taking that as well. They're not. They are not in urgency. Mode. They're not in higher. You know, getting a quarterback isn't top priority for them, obviously, because they traded back. So they're using that as a reason why it's not going to happen. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't see why why the Eagles search for a quarterback has to go one specific way. I don't know why it has to be trade up twice into the top two, and that's the only reason. You know, that's the only way you can go attack quarterback position. And I don't see why I don't see why it can't be how the Eagles are doing it now. You trade back to twelve, and then trade you know accumulate a first round pick, and then you trade back up without giving up a first round pick, and you still get that quarterback. So I just think I think it's crazy that that's not a possibility to people. Because if that happens, Howie, Rose, Howie Roseman's a fucking genius. If he trades from six to twelve, and then goes from twelve to eight, only gives up a third round picks and gets Justin Fields, and then Justin Fields is a fucking superstar. Dude, he that's that's how you build that's how you build the dynasty. So I don't understand yeah. how that is how that's not a possibility in people's heads. It's crazy to me. It's just crazy. I feel like they don't want to be disappointed. They, we haven't had a a ten year starter since McNabb, and it's been mm-hmm. going from quarterback to quarterback. And I get they 
and they want that stability, and I don't blame them, but if a guy like Justin Fields, or even a Trey Lance, if Trey Lance falls all the mm-hmm. way down to eight, and I think you got to take him. Like, I'm sorry, I just, I don't think you can pass up on guys like Zach Wilson, um, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. I just think they're going to be too good, and the funny thing is that we play the Jets this year, and Zach Wilson is most likely going to be the quarterback. And if we, we also play the 49ers this year, and there's a good chance Trey Lance or Matt Jones can be the quarterback. And what happens if both of them just Eagles end up winning, but the Eagles end up getting torched? They These guys throw for like 350 above 350 yards. It's just going to look very bad. And the Jalen Hurts has a very pedestrian game in both of them. It's going to look really bad. Eagles fans mm-hmm. are going to look really bad saying, we stuck, we stuck with Jalen Hurts because, yeah, I just – in Tom, I like Tom. He's a good guy. He's – for the past sure. few months, he's been saying that – he's been saying Trey Lance sucks, Justin Fields sucks, and Zach Wilson sucks. Like, I don't I don't understand where he get, got that conclu- conclusion from, but – Well, so his thing is he says – his argument is this, well – at least three, you know, three out of the five top quarterbacks are most likely going to be bad. And he's right. Sure. That is, that's historically, that is, that's true. You know, you, the top five quarterbacks taken in draft, there's a pretty good chance three of them are not going to work out. And that's pretty much his argument for not taking a quarterback. But at the same time, you look at the top five quarterbacks taken in, in 20, you know, in Jalen Hurts draft, you, you can use the same logic. There's probably only going to be two of them that are great. We know Justin. We know Justin Herbert is great. I mean, that that's yeah. we can just throw that off the table. He's, he's fantastic. We know Joe Joe Burrow showed an, an incredible ceiling. So that leaves you the three other guys. You know, you got Jalen Hurts. Um, I can't even remember the other quarterbacks. Take um, the Packers. The Packers took Jordan one. Love. Jordan Love, and then there was one other one. Um, can't remember who got taken. But anyway, my point is Tua. Tua. Tua, of course, yeah. Tua. So. Yeah. So out of those, so we know we know Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert are almost certainly they are probably going to be good for you know several years. That leaves Herbert. I mean that leaves Tua, Love, and Hurts. One one of those three guys is going to be terrible. The other two are probably going to be mediocre. So that's why I don't understand where, where where this comes from because his his own argument can be used against him for the last year where there's only going to be two you know two quarterbacks are going to be great. How how likely is it that Jalen Hurts is one of those two quarterbacks? Because we know Justin Herbert's one of them. We know that for a fact. What are the what are the odds that that just um, that um, Jalen Hurts is better than Joe Burrow long term? I don't like those odds. I'm taking Joe Burrow as I think most people would. So yeah. that's what I don't get with his argument of well, this guy sucks. He's just a prospect. I've seen Zach Wilson before. He's just a college arm. Like, dude, Jalen Hurts was just a college arm, and he wasn't nearly as good as one. So I don't I don't get where he's coming from. It's just it's just. Uh, dying on a hill, I think, and um, I think it's going to be hilarious, hilarious to watch and see what he says if he do, in fact, take a quarterback, and I don't even really, you know, I'm not even on that, on pounding the table for that, but I just think it would be hilarious to see him have to either do a complete 180 or try to, you know, explain it away as how it's um, just actually a smokescreen pick or something. <laughs> yeah, like I said before. I will say that. If I do like Tom. Go ahead, go he, ahead. He has some crazy takes. No, I was just saying, I, I do like Tommy. He's just got some crazy takes sometimes, man. Yeah, like I said before, even if the Eagles don't draft a quarterback in the first round, they're probably going to get somebody like a Ian Book, Shane Bouchelle, or 
Sam Alligator, uh, Jamie Newman, all these guys, they're going to be available. Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond. Like, honestly, I, I have nothing against Jalen Hurts. I think he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's a, he's a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. And I'd rather have, like, guys, like I mentioned before, Kellen, like you mentioned, Kellen Mond, Sam mm-hmm. Ellinger, Shane Bouchel, and Ian Book. I'd rather have those guys than him as the Eagles quarterback. And, you know, I just don't – I don't see Jalen Hurts being the franchise quarterback for the Eagles. And that might be harsh. I'm just mm-hmm. giving you my – my a hundred on him. Like I just don't think he's gonna be he's gonna be a good quarterback in the NFL. He might be a good quarterback in the NFL. I just don't think it's gonna be with the Eagles. And and that shouldn't be a controversial take. That and that is going that will be seen as a hater take, man. You're just a Jalen Hurts hater. You're a Carson Wentz lover. And yeah. it's crazy to me that we can't just have a fucking open discussion about the quarterback position. And just be honest that Jalen Hurts did not show that much last year. He showed some highs, he showed some really low lows. He had some ups, he had some downs. It was a mixed bag, and I just think that the fact that we are we are trying so hard to make this a thing, it just it just screams insecurity to me. I think it screams like I'm not actually that secure about Jalen Hurts, so I'm going to go over the top and just say you know he's he's better than Tua. Tua sucks. This guy sucks. Jalen Hurts is better. It's like okay, man, whatever, go for it. Go get the fucking tattoo. <laughs> I got I I got I was thinking about this. I got a bold take. I think if if Let's say the Eagles they draft like a guy like, um, like Shane Bouchelle or Kellen Mond or Ian Book. I think a bull take, hot take. I'm willing to stand by one thousand percent. I think one of one of those three guys if they're drafted by the Eagles, I think they're gonna be the starter day one. I just mm. I've seen like I I I talked to you about this. I forget it was um. The, it was called a, I called the QB School on YouTube. Uh-huh. Also by um, JT. I forget what his last name is. O'Sullivan. JT O'Sullivan, former quarterback in the NFL, and mm. he's got a PhD in like education stuff. So mm. I trust him, and I've I watched like tape on his tape on Trey Lance and Justin Fields, and I just think I need to go watch some t- more tape on guys like Kellen Mond, and I watched on Shane Bouchel. Shane Bouchel, he's got some things to work on, but I think he's a, he's going to be a very intriguing prospect, and I just think if he's able to get team up with a guy like Nick, Nick Sirianni, he'll be able to you know, mold him to be, to be a good quarterback, and I just think, like I said, Ian Book, Kellen Mond, Shane Bouchel, if one of them is drafted, one of them is going to be the starting quarterback of the Eagles week one. I just... If you go look at their tape, just look at the arm strength that they have. They can mm-hmm. flick at the wrist. They can throw the ball downfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mon's got a ridiculous arm. His arm, his arm is silly. I don't think I don't think Jalen Hurts has that kind of arm. I don't, you need that kind of arm in the NFL. Uh, I don't think he has that. And it might be a hot take. I'm totally fine with it. People, you can come and at me. <laughs> come at me, bro. What the hell are you talking <laughs> about? You're so wrong. I'm good with that. I'm willing to eat it. Like, hey, I mean, it's it's a it's a strong take, and it's it's possible, Nick. I mean, I mean that's the that's the thing. People are pretending like Jalen Hurts was was some top ten talent. He wasn't. I mean, he was a second, third round pick by most people. Some people had him graded as a fourth round pick. So it's not crazy to think that someone taken in the same spot as him can't also be just as successful or more. So so you're right. You know, people are gonna would 
if anyone hears this and, and comes at you, they're going to probably come at you hard. But there's hey, no, I, I think you can do this. If you can, just like try to clip this one, what I said. I just post it on the sideline. I'll, I'll post it out there. Okay. Yeah. I'll clip yeah, it. I, I'm, I'm willing to take the heat. Like, I honestly don't give a fuck what people think like, <laughs> about my take. Like, it's my take. I just think. Like I really, I'm on the timeline. I really haven't said like Jalen Hurts is the answer. I've never said anything. But if people hear it like that, they're gonna be like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah, it's. It is what it maybe is. Some other people have the same opinion as that I do, but. Yeah, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that believe this. I mean, the same as you. And like I said, it, I mean, Jalen Hurts was a uh, second to fourth round graded prospect last year, and there is no reason to, 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 to think that a second to fourth round prospect this year can't also be just as good or better. I mean, it, the only reason why you would think differently is because you're a homer and, and because he's a, he's already a Philadelphia Eagle and because you already bought the Jersey. That's the only reason why you, why you would, you know, think this is a hot take or anything. And that's the thing with Jalen hurts. He, the, I think there's a huge delusion with how good he actually is. And it's just, you know, it's homerism. It's Eagles goggles. And I get it, man. But I just think that uh, I think people are going to be really disappointed next year when Hurts really isn't going to be that good. And I, I think he's got talent, but I'm with you, man. I don't I don't think he's he's got that franchise quarterback about him yet. And we could be wrong. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I'm I'm, I'm wrong, but I just mm-hmm. I just gotta I, I just have to see it. Like I I didn't see it the those last four games. So well, we'll leave it at that. Next time we come back to you guys, we will be we'll know who the Eagles have drafted and if they've just, if they've taken a quarterback or going with a conventional pickup quarterback or wide receiver at twelve. So. Fire podcast coming up. Yeah, fly Eagles fly. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>